With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Hi folks, welcome to episode 36 of the Michiana People podcast and the first edition of the Semi-Awkward Comedy Roundup. For the semi-awkward comedy roundup, I had Chris Ray and Jim Cliss. They're two local comedians and very funny guys I've met while doing my stab at open mics in the area. We talked about Donald Trump. We talked about slang. We talked about Dungeons and Dragons, the clothes that we used to wear, all kinds of cool stuff. This panel was short a couple members, but I hope to make it a regular part of the podcast. We'll have different people each time, and and we'll see some of the same ones. I'm doing this as a kind of a means to bring about awareness of a local comedy scene. We've got a lot of excellent local comics, and I want to make sure that they get some exposure. As a warning, this does not follow my usual format. We talk about adult and sometimes controversial subjects and use adult language. If any of this may offend you, you should probably pass on this one and pick up again on one of my interviews. I don't want to chase people away, but I think this is a really neat thing to do. So if you don't think you're going to get offended, go ahead and listen. But if you think you have the possibility of being offended, this probably isn't for you. Mapletronics is a sponsor and I work there. How long could your business operate if you could no longer use your software or connect to the internet? How much of your business data can you afford to lose? What level of productivity do your computer users need to maintain to stay profitable? If you'd like to talk to me about your computer network so you know where you stand, you can call me at 574-537-5838 or email me at scurtis at mapletronics.com. There's no charge for my consultation or the following network evaluation. If you're a business owner or in business development, you might have noticed how much harder it is becoming to get people's attention. As technology improves, the ability for consumers to choose when, where, and how they're exposed to a business's advertising or messaging improves too. Vala Marketing takes an interactive approach to getting and keeping attention using things like great social media, mobile-friendly websites and applications, search engine optimization, and original content creation. Vala can manage your entire digital marketing efforts on a monthly basis. If you're having trouble keeping up, would like to grow, or just need to figure out how to get people in the door or on your website, Vala Marketing would like to speak with you. Give them a call at 574-606-6696 to set up a free consultation or a free audit of your digital marketing efforts. This is a little bit shorter intro than I normally do, but I'm kind of under the gun because it's getting late. So take a listen to the first edition of the Semi-Awkward Comedy Roundup. I hope you like it. I had a lot of fun. Okay, folks, if you haven't listened to my introduction... I'm going to give you one more chance. My podcast is dedicated to talking to inspiring people in the Michiana area. This particular podcast is a comedy-related podcast. 
And we may deal in subject matter, language, etc., that is not part of my normal podcast. <laughs> if you have the ability to be offended, it's time to turn this one off. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is your last warning. Today, I have Chris Ray and Jim Cliss with me, and we're going to talk about stuff that's going on in the world and, I guess, stuff that bugs us and all that kind of good stuff. So, thanks for coming, guys. Well, thanks for having us. I, I do want to mention that uh, Jim was one of the first comics I met when I started doing open mic, and he was super nice. And, uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> treat, treat, treated me like a regular guy. And then Chris, I actually, in my work life, I, I have uh, uh, worked with Chris and knowing that he had done stand-up comedy kind of pushed me in that direction. So you guys are both kind of inspirations to me. That was uh, also a mistake on your part. <laughs> well, I just, I just want to preface anything. If this is a podcast for inspirational people, do not take any inspiration from either Chris or I. <laughs> and, and, and my the current state of my uh, comedy career is not re- really an inspiration either, but it's, it's just something to do. And I get to meet people like you, so that's cool. I do want to mention that uh, Jim is the host and dungeon master of a podcast that I listen to called Two Guys, a Girl, and a Goblin. That's right. And if you listen to my last podcast, I mentioned that podcast in my intro, and I was suffering a severe ear infection at the time. I'm sorry for that. (laughs) I kept going, two guys, a girls, and a goblin. So it's one girl. It's not plural, but uh, it's a really good podcast. I have to drive to Columbia, Tennessee for work on a semi-regular basis, and it's about an hour south of Nashville, so it's about an eight-hour drive. And I listened to, I think, four episodes of your podcast. Which is about eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to a couple of uh, Mark Maron's podcasts. Oh, yeah. And I listened to a couple of This American Life uh, on the way, and then some... Oh, in good company. Yeah, I was listening to Mark Marin just as I was pulling into your driveway. Yeah, so. I, I love the Marin podcast. He, he, he was my inspiration. And Chris, you don't have a podcast yet. Just but, in my head. Okay. <laughs> He's just talking to the other ones. I, I have a running dialogue mm-hmm. of basically just things about why I suck and a lot of self-criticism. and. Okay. Negative self-talk. Well, that would that would be a really good subject for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, at least people feel better about themselves after they're done. Yeah, yeah. Paul Gilmartin's got that um, uh, mental health happy hour. Or, you know, oh, oh, yeah, you yeah Paul Gilmartin. Yeah. yeah, but you could be the negative self-talk <laughs> disgruntled sad hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he hasn't invited me on yet. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, just completely random Paul Gilmartin story. I had some friends uh, in college, and they stole... A, a picture, like one of those like group pictures from the um, from a, a, a dormitory or not a dorm, uh, what do you call it uh, fraternity? Uh-huh. Like you know, where it's like oh, you know, individual pictures of all the of all the uh, frat members, and then like a big group picture. Yeah, the composite. And, yeah, and one of the group, one of the guys in the picture was Paul Gilmartin, and, and nobody <laughs> knew like because like nobody really knew like of them knew it was. And I uh-huh. immediately locked on to him like, is that fucking Paul Gilmartin? <laughs> He did. He hosted dinner in a movie know, for a decade. That, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Paul. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah. 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 I was in a fraternity in college, and we had like these old composites from like the 70s mm-hmm. or whatever. And there was a dude. I can't remember his first name. It was like a normal first name, like Steve or Bob or something. But his last name was Batman. 
It's like, that is so cool. It's like Steve Batman. Uh, <laughs> Steve Batman accountant. <laughs> Steve Batman CPA. So I know that nobody really wants to talk about politics, but... Um, oh, get me started. I, I do want to touch on one subject that I've been thinking about a lot, because uh, Donald Trump... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what percent evil and what percent delusional he is? That's a very good question. I uh... I think it's narcissistic personality disorder and compulsive flimflamery. Like I don't <laughs> think I don't think he's really. I mean, he's evil, but not in the way that he's not like twirling his mustache evil. Right. It's that sort of like I'll say whatever I think that will get people to like me, yeah, and right. the people I've chosen to get to like me uh, that I've I've lashed onto are white nationalists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do think that's true. He's, uh, I think he he does a lot of evil, but yes. I don't think he does it because it's evil. I think he does it because it's self-aggrandizing or whatever. Yeah, I mean, right. no one really does things because they're evil. Like Hitler was the hero of his own story. He just yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, he just seems like a regular guy who isn't terribly bright and <laughs> got thrown into his business dealings because his dad was rich and are we talking just, about Trump or George W. Bush? Well, <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like it's the same story and we already, same. we already saw how that turned out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Although George W. Bush is, I think a nicer person than Donald. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would like, think so. <laughs> as much as I shit on him at the time, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I miss Bush. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So he didn't seem like nearly as much no, of a douchebag no, now because he fronted himself with evil people. And so <laughs> yeah. he wasn't evil himself. Yeah. Like, Dick Cheney is a fucking Batman villain. He's the penguin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when animals die. You know? <laughs> Make me a coat of these, these Dalmatians. One of my one of my uh, good friends was actually Dick Cheney's uh, senior press advisor. Oh god! Yeah. And he's uh, he, he he's a really cool guy. He he was on my uh, podcast, Randy DeClean. Mm-hmm. Check out that episode. He's uh, he's got some great stories, but uh, he, he's 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 out of politics now. Did he describe the sulfur smell that was always following? <laughs> No, he didn't. He, he he actually he he actually liked Mr. Cheney. So wow, he was very progressive on gay rights. That was the one thing he yeah. was yeah. like not so bad about it. Because I think it yeah. was because his daughter was because his daughter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is a lesbian. I don't know why. Like mm-hmm. past tense, I think she's still alive. Sort of <laughs> well, she went through the the conversion oh, therapy. Right. She got so she got like shock. Right. Yeah. She was straight. I gotcha. Yeah. So Trump just reminds me of that guy. The uh, first of all, he's the guy in the Kiwanis Club that is always the one upper. Oh the, yeah, the, <laughs> sure. You say I got a brand new Chevy, and he'll say I got a brand new Cadillac, and I had mashed potatoes. Well, I had uh, uh, mashed sweet potatoes and all that kind of crap. And for some reason, that's worked for him. What I don't understand is why anybody gets on that train. <laughs> well, but you know, it's like it's the same thing as every con man. Like you know, you, you always wonder after the fact why why people fall for it. Right. But it's because they tell you something that you want to hear. They yeah. make you. They they don't do. They they don't really con you. They let you con yourself. Right. That's but I do feel like Trump is every time when he talks is like. Oh, things are the worst. We don't win anymore. We got a lot of trouble. It's a lot of trouble. Yeah. Right here in River City. <laughs> <laughs> that stands for pool. That stands for pool. 
he's not just as a professor. He's like a he's like a professor held hill yeah. with a bad wig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not quite as likable. No, no, no. He's not the dash. He's not the lovable rogue. Yeah, Harold Hill was, but. Well, then one day I was reading some conspiracy theorist stuff, and my favorite thing they they said that this has all been planned. The the uh, Obama was planned, and they put him in office for a reason. And Clinton is planned, and so they ran Trump because that's the only one Clinton right. could beat. Right, yeah. it's, it's it's all it's, it's all been set up. Oh yeah, so. if they'd run, if, if Jeb Bush had won the primary, we would it would be a completely different. Oh, it would right be. Now. Yeah, she, he'd be beating her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, easily. And, and not and not and not you know that I agree with him politically, but he was definitely from the standpoint of getting like middle of the road voters. Right. Yeah. He would have cleaned up right uh right. and that's why and that's why the smart people in the party wanted to run him yeah but instead we got you know right. and even ted cruz would have done better although he's uh, the most unlikable human being on the yeah. face of the planet. Yeah, no kidding yeah well yeah. one one thing this election is going to do is we're going to have a lot of people who have never seen a voting booth actually voting because i think a lot of trump supporters probably haven't voted in an election ever yeah, well, but you know, uh, Obama brought out a lot of new voters. Right. Yeah. Um, both both times, although two thousand eight definitely. Yeah. Was. Yeah, they were trying to register a bunch of new voters here in Indiana, but uh, the, yeah, the state police stepped yeah, state in police and state. shut them down. <laughs> Got to keep that voting while black from happening. Yeah. <laughs> So that that's really all I got on politics, unless you guys have anything else you want to add. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Trump's just basically Biff Tannen. I mean, I'm not the first <laughs> to come up with that. No, literally, they modeled the Biff Tannen in the second Back to the Future yeah, movie after, after Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, like the big gaudy casino, right. the yeah. shitty hair, the yeah, yeah the, the the buffoonish, the the, the bimbo yeah. kind of white yeah. thing. I who I you know honestly the only person I like out of the whole thing or I feel sorry for is Ivanka because she's. Way smarter than anyone else in that whole family, and <laughs> yeah. uh, she probably has the, the talent to go do something else. But instead, she's in her dad's orbit. <laughs> Those creepy, grabby little tiny baby hands. And I'm a small man. I'm a small fingered man. Like I, I don't have big hands, and I so I sympathize. But yeah, he's just yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean, yeah, with his hand size and my, uh, I'm in, I'm in middle age now. So mm. I just recently, since I, I moved to Goshen at the beginning of this year, and I hadn't found a family doctor yet, but. Mm. Uh, you know, okay. I would consider someone like him for my family doctor just now. Yeah, oh, yeah. For now, the that I, now that I'm my age, I want someone with small fingers. Oh, yeah, my current doctor, <laughs> tiny, tiny hands. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. And she warmed her hands up before she touched before she touched me the last time. I'm oh. like, you're the sweetest. Nice. The other, my old doctors were just like, shoving it. I haven't done that thing I'm supposed to do yet. I haven't done the old colonoscopy yet. Oh, lucky. Yeah. Well, I... Lucky, or I've got colon cancer. I mean, I've done it, but it was sort of an unofficial thing. I just woke up. (laughs) I was drunk one night. (laughs) Things hurt. Yeah. So that's got to happen. The only thing that struck me about the debates was the the one thing that was said was, um, and I think Donald kind of got a good one off, was Hillary said, Donald, you built one of your casinos with illegal Chinese steel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Donald came back with, "Well, you let me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that was that, that was the one good the one good thing that he got off. I thought that was hilarious. well. That, that, for me, this election, the most painful part about this election is that I'm forced into the position of supporting and defending Hillary Clinton, who I am not a fan of right. whatsoever. No, right. Not for Benghazi or email scandals no, or the made-up stuff, but yeah. for for genuine reasons. Right. Yeah, actual policy position reasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't trust her judgment on foreign policy, but but again, compared to Trump, okay, I'll go yeah, with her. Right. I'm I'm just to the right of Trotsky. So yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. 
Uh, so I'm not a big fan of of her as far as you know politically. But yeah, uh, if I'm going to choose between a someone who's had tons of experience, who is steady at the wheel and sane, yeah, and the guy who's like <laughs> yeah. who gets who gets who goes gets on Twitter at three o'clock in the morning because someone <laughs> said something mean about him. Yeah, it's like I, I don't want you to have access to the nuclear football. Oh right? no, kidding! Oh, good lord! I listen to the Penn Gillette podcast, his Sunday <laughs> school podcast, all the time, and right from the beginning, he was like, "I can't stand Hillary Clinton, but if Trump gets this was during the primaries, mm-hmm. if Trump gets in as." the Republican candidate, I will have Hillary signs all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, to me, it's a choice between, you know, with Hillary, you're getting basically more of the same corrupt, corporate-centered yeah. government. Yeah. But you compare that to Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah I'll take, I'll, I'll I'll take four years of, of holding action. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and, and just on the subject of Pendulette, uh, who cast the thinner curse on him? What happened to him? He looks like he deflated. <laughs> he, I know he lost a bunch of weight, but he looks scary thin now. <laughs> he did a he did a really offbeat diet, uh-huh. um, and he he chronicled it in the podcast. And it was basically, I think, the first week all he could eat was potatoes. And then that seems like the opposite. I know. Most diet I know. Of my here. <laughs> but the, the, the second whole, week, it's only gluten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is, is it's pretty much no meat. And, oh. and, um, you, you can have cheat days, um, and it's no big deal. If we're going no but, meat and a lot of carbohydrates, I should be the thinnest person in the room. Because I'm a vegetarian and I eat nothing but pasta. <laughs> I'm weak, I too. Like I'm, no pro- I'm not enough protein. I'm very weak. Yeah, I think his is pretty much all vegetables. Yeah. So, the, yeah, he, he dropped, uh, I think. 130 pounds. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. If I dropped 100, I mean, I'm fat, but if I dropped 130 pounds, I'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be I'd look like a Holocaust victim. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he's less, I think he said he's less, weighs less than when he was 16. Wow. So. Oh, wow. That would be unhealthy for, I was so skinny up until somewhere in my 20s. Yeah. I got my tonsils out and I suddenly started to be able to eat food again. Oh. And that's why I got, yeah, I was always so sick when I was a kid and then I uh, got my tonsils out. I'm like, oh, I can eat food now. I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to die. I don't get a yeah. strap throat every three months. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, then it's when I started getting fat. I blame yeah. it all fucking doctors, man. Just, <laughs> could have been so skinny. Yeah, I don't. I still have my tonsils, but I just... And I don't really like food. That's my problem. I'm not... I'm I, like the opposite of a foodie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love food. I, I, you know, I like some foods, but I don't... Yeah. I'm not one of these people that, you know, I listen to... Uh, What's the show on NPR, The Splendid Table? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that makes me want to barf more often than it makes me hungry. I'm just like, oh, that sounds gross. <laughs> I, too, was painfully thin as a youngster. Um, all the way up through my late 20s, I I went from about 5'10 in the sixth grade to 6'5 my freshman year in high school. And... I was 165 pounds at 6'5". Yeah. I got to a bulky 170 pounds by the time I graduated. And I just... One of the terrible things that happened to me is my mom uh, recommended that I go to this certain hairstylist to cut my (laughs) hair. And in 1982... She convinced me to get a perm. <laughs> you're, and, like, you're like my long lost twin. Yeah. She said it's going to be a really loose perm. All it's going to do is give you some curls and you're going to look. And it was the tightest. It's going to look great. 
And if you look at Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> yeah. that that was me. And it was it, it was it was awful. What we want to do is just give you a really wet looking Jerry curl. There you like, go. Like we want to just 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 like you just been dipped your head in an yeah, machine. Yeah. Like if you could like that would be I I, I look like a Q tip. It was, it was yeah. It was not good. My mom did that. I was and I was even skinnier. I was about one forty and six mm. five in high school. Yeah. And then when I went off to college, I started growing my hair out. And I think I think in my mom's case, her ulterior motive was she didn't want me to look like a long haired hippie. So she <laughs> talked me into getting a perm one day when I was home for spring break or Christmas break or something. Yeah. Oh, that was the biggest. Yeah. Part. What That's do you want to look like? You want to look like grandma? Great. Let's get you in that per- <laughs> yeah. fucking perm on you. <laughs> Let's make it blue while we're at it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that's been bothering me is the word bay, B-A-E. <laughs> well, who, what's better, who's better to talk about it than three white guys in a basement? <laughs> None of us under 34. <laughs> I know. I just don't know where it came from because it's it's short for baby. Your, your bay is your baby or babe, and it just doesn't shorten it enough. No. We're, well, I have a theory on that. You, you mentioned that before the podcast. Uh-huh. That, um, I actually... Uh, there's a woman I've been seeing, and she, she, uh, she's age appropriate, so uh-huh. she's she's around my age. I'm yeah, not going to say exactly, but, but uh, she, <laughs> her her eyesight's not always the best, and she doesn't always fish her glasses out when she's texting me. And she just recently referred to me as Bay uh-huh. in a text, but I think it was strictly a typo, and I wonder if that may be where it started, just from texting, think, just strictly a typo, left out the B. Do you think autocorrect is? Maybe catching on to slang. I don't know. I finally convinced my autocraft to say autocorrect to say fucking instead of ducking. Yeah, <laughs> it took me months to yeah. do it, but my mine's mine's been set on that for quite a while. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kept doing it, and it just never it never learned. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't like. It, it, I think maybe close to like babe. It, babe is what seems like more. Yeah, more yeah. I think it's short like, for babe, but yeah, that it got. But you're right. It doesn't say. It's the same number. You know, it's the same syllables. The same it doesn't syllables save any. I, I've come to term with term, to terms with it. When okay. it first happened, I'm like, mm, yeah, mm. yeah. I, uh, but now I say fam sometimes, and I feel a little weird because <laughs> I spend I spend too much time, time with the younger staples. Canadian guy. Mostly staples. Staples. Uh, yeah, because he says fam all the time. He's he's older than me. I don't know why. <laughs> but he's a, it's a fam, and I and I started doing it I'm like. Oh, I caught myself, and I'm like, I, I just came out of my mouth. I'm like, I mean, I guess I can live with this. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't done it yet, but all my Facebook yeah. friends are are doing it. So he's so hip. Staples is so hip. Yeah, he, he knows, is. He knows way more about stuff. He younger yeah. than me. Yeah, you know. yeah, and you know, I guess it's you know when you're an heir to the office supply fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't have the E. It's, it's well, <laughs> his real name. Well, yeah. Okay. That was, that's a stage name. Okay, but still. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. That was his idea of of gaming uh, Google uh, uh, <laughs> Google uh, uh, search engine optimization, but mm. yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah, no. I'm so peek behind the curtain. I'm so <laughs> I'm not giving away Jason's secrets. Um so his real last name's Batman. <laughs> Why would you change it if your name is Batman? Jason Batman. <laughs> or what was it, Steve Batman? I'm Steve Batman, CPA. <laughs> I noticed you haven't. You've been taking some deductions you probably shouldn't be. <laughs> so one of the things that I wanted to talk about are, are you guys in the sports? <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm a really like uh, I. I've been watching the Cubs in the playoffs recently. Mm-hmm. 
And that's like I, 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 I said today that I wasn't a fair. I'm not so much a fairweather fan as I'm. I'm I'm an abuse victim that keeps coming back. It's like they've changed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that, like they won't hurt me this time because uh, I, I gave up on the Cubs in t- 2003. Yeah, when they when they uh, almost went to you know they went most of the way yeah. and they fucked it up. So yeah. Um. So, but I like I like watching hockey. I don't really I really don't care what team is playing. I mean, I'll root for the Blackhawks just because I'm. I live a little closer to Chicago than you yeah. guys, so I'm kind of in that sphere. But I don't really care that much. But it's just fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a bad sports fan. I I was an athlete in my younger days, uh-huh. but I was never a jock. Like I never right. I wasn't really into watching right. sports. I played, and I was very good. Uh-huh. But in my adult years, somehow I got sucked in. I l- used to live in Indianapolis. And okay, a lot of friends were rabid Colts fans, and right. I I played basketball, and I liked basketball. So mm-hmm. I used to back in the Reggie Miller days, used to watch the Pacers. But I'm, I take it personally. It'll like ruin my week yeah. with my oh, team. Yeah. And so th- this actually, this year I decided I've been kind of a tepid sports fan over the last five or six yeah. years. And this year I just decided to cut it out completely. I haven't watched a full sporting. My son will, I think I've, I think I watched a little bit of a football game with my son once yeah. this season. But, right. and then of course <laughs> the year I decided to just cut sports altogether out of my life is the record breaking the Cubs in mm-hmm. the World Series for the first time since right. like the Paleolithic era. Yeah. Yeah. 71, 71 years. Um, <laughs> well, and I was, I grew up, I had the exact opposite thing where I did not grow up with sports. I mean, I'm, you know, my dad was a nerd. He was in the ham radio club in high mm-hmm. school. Uh, you know, we are, we are in the TV and electronics repair business. You know? <laughs> it's very, although he doesn't like science fiction. What? That's the, I know it's like oh. the, that one gap. He doesn't, he does not like sci-fi. He needs to turn in his nerd card. I know yeah. it's, it's weird, but, um, so I never grew up with sports. So then like my grandma was really into sports. She was a tomboy when she was in a younger, mm. uh, she used to play for the, like they had a girl's basketball team up until the point they decided the basketball was unladylike <laughs> and they cut the girl's basketball team completely. Uh-huh. Um, and they used they were better than guys at the time too. Yeah. Um, but so she would watch it, and I would you know like my parents were divorced. I would watch like uh, my or men my mom was seeing would watch it, and I try to watch it with them, but I couldn't understand it because I started off with such a deficit of knowledge mm. that even now having gotten a little bit more into watching it, I still don't know what the fuck's going on yeah. a lot of the time, and it's such a daunting thing to to try and catch up on, especially when you're in middle, in like in elementary school or middle school and stuff like that. It's like, why don't you know what a designated hitter is? Why don't yeah. you know what, you know, like why, why don't you know what an RBI means? And why yeah. don't you understand these stats on the back of this baseball? I don't know why right. it's just baseball stuff. <laughs> it just seems like a time suck to me. And, and the problem with, with me was, is that I was six, five. I was in a small school. I was the tallest kid in my school. And I, I, had no desire to play basketball. Yeah, they wanted me I, to play basketball. Too. I tried to play football. I, I, my, my grandpa on my mom's side. Every time, I, he was six five two, and he was born in like eighteen ninety nine. So oh, he was he must oh, he was towered over people. Yeah, yeah, for for that age. And every time I talked to him, and he didn't talk much. You playing basketball? No. Nope. <laughs> then he'd be done with me. And I tried to play football, but I was. 170 pounds soaking wet and I got the crap beat out of me all the time. And you could I, be a special team, like a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of got the, you kind of got a little bit of a kicker body. Well, maybe. I, I remember some girl I was uh, trying to date in high school uh, said that uh, when I was in my uniform, I looked like a stick with pads on. And, <laughs> uh, 
Obviously, I didn't date her. That didn't, that didn't work out. <laughs> well, I actually didn't date anybody in my in my high school because I didn't. Um, I just didn't fit in with those girls. But sports and manly men stuff, I I I don't do any of it. So I I can't watch sports because it just feels like a time suck. I don't hunt. I don't fish. I don't like working on my car. I don't <laughs> I don't do any of it. But I absolutely love watching Say Yes to the Dress. And <laughs> I love watching Project Runway. Okay. Tim Gunn is like one of my heroes. You, is there something uh, you want to tell us? Well, no. That's, <laughs> is this that, a special no, episode? Fine, no, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but this I is like Todd, that Todd Glance episode of the <laughs> but, but, but the problem is, is I like the ladies. So I yeah. just, I, I don't. Well, you got something to you got something to talk about with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the nice thing is, is I can lay in bed and watch Project Runway with my wife and actually be in it and and oh and yeah. Enjoy it. Oh, see, that was I had a my uh, daughter and my ex wife used to watch Say Yes to the Dress, and I my response was always say no to the show. But oh. <laughs> no thanks, I don't well, like any of the reality shows. Oh, we just love cutting down the dresses. And my daughter got married this year, and she her dress was perfect for her and. We're always comparing all the dresses, and they always show the worst dresses on Say Yes to the Dress, the ones that are showing the most cleavage or the... the what do you mean, what mean worst? Because <laughs> 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 it wasn't the same song, like cleavage, yeah. huh? Really? Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, but the, the women that are in those dresses just shouldn't be, so... <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah. something to be said for wearing clothes that that flatter your flatter your body type, and I don't and I don't think that you know no not, not to shame no not to shame people like you know yeah. if you uh you should wear whatever you want, but you know there's something to be said like all right well if you have this shape there's certain things that work better on you than other things right. it's like yeah I, you know and that's why I wear uh black clothes and hoodies because <laughs> right. I just want to to minimize the right. the idea that uh, the realization that I am a doughy Viking. <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of there are a lot of folks that shop at Walmart that could really use that kind of advice because I've seen some folks. That Most people don't the, know how to dress themselves. There's a lot yeah. of people that shop at Walmart that use a lot of different kinds of advice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's actually that's one of those things where it's like I as I got older I started to care more about how I looked. You mm-hmm. can't tell right now. I'm, again, I'm just wearing a green hoodie and a black T-shirt. But yeah, um, you know because presentation is important, especially if you're going to be like I like to you know pr- present something a little nicer than just. Right. Ready, ready jeans and a t-shirt on yeah. stage. Yeah. Uh, but because I think that's a res- that's a respect thing, and I'm trying to show a little bit of respect for the audience, right. at least that you gave the effort to look okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's like uh, that's that's where I realized I'm like, oh, compared to most of the guys around, like I wait know way more about men's fashion than a lot of people, and I don't know shit about men's fashion uh, yeah. either. But it's yeah. like you know, I watch James Bond. I understand uh-huh. how it, I, I understand. Right. Uh, formal dress and yeah. semi-formal dress yeah. are different things. A tuxedo is not formal dress. Yeah, and, and I don't like to I don't like to judge people's dress. And, and you know, a black t-shirt and a hoodie is fine. Yeah. Although I would have mm-hmm. to say I would be a lot more comfortable now if you did have pants on. Well, <laughs> it's hot in here, and um, I'm sorry that I'm also not wearing any underwear. That, I can't really explain that. Other than I wasn't wearing them when I came in, so when I took the pants off, uh, that's all right. It's not my house. I don't have to sit there after you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just leaving a nice little. Nice little nest right here on the... I actually had no fashion sense until I met my wife. And part of the reason was is that my parents also didn't have a whole lot of fashion yeah. sense. And um, my mom used to take my... Uh, 
during my growth spurt, she would take my jeans after the um, bottom of my jeans got up to like two inches above my ankle. She decided they were too short. Um, and she would take my old jeans and sew a ruffle. Oh, <laughs> oh no. And, and she Your actually, mother oh, hated you then. She the perm, the ruffle jeans. Yeah, she oh, actually my God. called it a ruffle. And, and I, I didn't think anything of it until my kids got of age. And all of a sudden I had this phobia of my kids having too short of jeans. And every time I could see like a quarter inch of sock on mm-hmm. my kids' jeans, I was like, Let's go to the store. We're getting you, you guys new jeans. And my daughter used that big time because she is like a fashion hound. <laughs> and she would call me from the mall saying I'm at Express or one of these expensive jeans stores. And she's tall too. So she's got the same inseam I do. So she has to buy expensive anyway. And she said, I need jeans. They're $99. And I'm like, put it on my card. <laughs> you said she just got married. Yeah, that's unfortunate because yeah. yeah. I do like tall women. <laughs> I'm 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 one of those guys that I'm I'm perfectly willing to to uh, date the t- like to to go for tall women. I don't need to the yeah. short, like you always see that huge guy in a yeah. tiny. And I trust me, I've dated plenty of like very very short like yeah. sub five feet women. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah how does that I, work? I did that too. I dated a lot of those. It's the worst. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sex is weird. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, I, I think you better be on top. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise yeah. you're gonna die. <laughs> I guess I was always suffocate on my chest. Back in my single days, I was always thin enough that that wasn't an issue. I guess, but yeah, just Even, made it. It just made it more interesting. It yeah, just, yeah, you know, you had to. You could be more creative. Yeah, my uh, my daughter's husband is actually exactly her height. She's five eleven, and he's five eleven. Oh, so she can't she can't wear heels without well, being taller. She still than does. Oh yeah, no, I'm not being taller. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not saying she shouldn't. I'm saying yeah. tower over them. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah, she can't yeah. she can't wear the heels without yeah. being taller than them. She she doesn't she doesn't often, but she she still does. And so, so my, my fashion sense was totally terrible up until the time I met my wife. And when I took my wife out on our first date, I was kind of a heavy metal guy, a punk guy. So on our first date, I was wearing leather pants, cowboy (laughs) boots, and a preppy sweater. (laughs) Where do you get leather pants in our side? Like if you're as tall as me. Well, there was a brief time in the 80s. (laughs) There was a brief time in the 80s when wearing pants that were way too long was a thing. Sure. So 36 inseam was like the normal, like a chess king. Remember chess king? Yeah, I do remember chess king, but yeah. I, I don't remember being able to, because I was 36 inseam too. Yeah. And I had a hard time finding yeah. it. Well, I'm a little bit older than you. There was just, yeah, maybe there was I missed just like it. a two year period where I could get 36 inseam jeans just about anywhere, but anywhere I got leather pants and I was wearing those and, and my wife started steering me towards Better dress mm-hmm. <laughs> Better than leather pants? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I still had those. Oh, wow. Oh, the those smell. The oh, I know. smell it must yeah. be when you take off leather pants. I, <laughs> yeah, I've heard... I'm a disgusting person, so leather pants scare me. <laughs> Especially if you go commando in Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Uh, what, you know, it was weird is, like, I not only... So my, my last ex of any, any significant duration... Uh, I was way more fashion conscious than she was, mm-hmm. both for men's and women's fashion. Uh-huh. Like I knew more about women's fashion than she did too. Yeah, like, just because the last <laughs> girl I was with before that for any length of time was very like conscious about dress. She knew a lot about clothes. Yeah. Um. So it was like I picked that all that up from her, and then 
when it came to the other things, uh, you know, she's, and she'd say things like the more recent ones, like, oh, I'm I'm already tall. I don't need to wear heels. I'm like, I'm six four. You can wear heels next to me. You're not yeah. gonna like, just you maybe come close to eye to eye with uh-huh. me at this point. So, um, yeah, it was it was always weird for me. I'm like, oh right, I know. Like I'm more of a, I'm more of a close horse than you are. That's uh-huh. it. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my daughter definitely picked up on that. She likes the expensive stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm cheap. I'm still Polish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't go away. So, one of the other things I wanted just just to go back to back to my history, I I wasn't a jock. I didn't really fit in with anybody. Uh, I didn't fit in with the. Uh, the, you know, I, I saw Star Wars in the theater, the first Star Wars in the theater the first time, yeah. and yeah. I thought it was okay. I didn't, it, it didn't. <laughs> That's it, I'm out of here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Indiana Jones didn't do anything for me. Oh. None of that. You're killing me, you're killing me here. Well, Apocalypse, Apocalypse oh, wow. That's a great movie. Okay, that was the one that I really loved. So I didn't, I didn't fit in with any of the groups, and... The Dungeons and Dragons group, I couldn't get into, and I think he explained it because there were six of them. And yeah, that's, that's a full group. Much, that's pretty much a full group. And I didn't try, so I want you guys to explain Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, explain it. Okay. Why? It's why? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a harder thing to explain. I, th- I think it's one of those things you have to try it, and if it appeals to you, it immediately you immediately understand okay. why. Uh, I, I love the fantasy of it. I always yeah. had an active imagination, and, and mm. to me, it was. It was. I mean, that was the '80s. It, 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 we uh-huh. were talking before we started recording. When when I saw Stranger Things on Netflix, that just resonated so. Yeah. Uh, I was in a small town in Indiana in the yeah. '80s playing Dungeons and Dragons yeah. with my nerdy friends. And yeah. I didn't start till later. I didn't start till like 2009, which meant I would have been 27. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it was it was a different thing to me. So that. Uh, a lot of other nostalgia, although not necessarily good nostalgia, kicked in for Stranger Things. I'm like, why is everything brown? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. like there's this wood paneling everywhere, and there's this is that, that that weird shade of blue velvet. Oh yeah, fabric. oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, that, that it was not quite royal blue, just like one or two shades. Yeah, it was everywhere, and I'm like, I, had a, I just had a huge flashback of that. Yeah, um, I remember it. And again, I, I didn't. I, I don't have any uh, idea that that I like um, uh, that I like the '80s. <laughs> uh, no, the '80s were re- reprehensible, really. Um, but, but I yeah, I went through. I think the I think the appeal for it is yeah, it's it's you get the fantasy aspect of it, but also yeah. like you know I was 27 and we did it. We were all adults. All the guys who I played with uh-huh. were older than me, right? Uh, in that group, and uh, so we'd get together and we'd get drunk and we'd fuck around yeah. and we'd you know play this game, right? And it you know to it, it, t- it has a, it's just more in depth than a board game, right? yeah. Um, well, I'm listening to your podcast, and I'm, I'm getting that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's But it's, it's that thing of, like, you know, it's a board game that continues. Yeah. It's the same thing that, you know, I think that appeals to me from, like, Risk or something like that, where there's yeah. strategic thinking yeah. and tactical thinking and stuff yeah. like that. Well, so. and to me also, it was like, there was a thing when I was really young, they had choose-your-own-adventure stories. Sure. And this is like that on steroids, you yeah. know. It's like right. you, you know, you're with a group of people, and you're all directing how the story goes. Right. Right. And I was always a big reader, so, you know, I, I was... 
when I played as a kid, especially as an adult, I'm I kind of miss a little bit of that. As a kid, I was in that world when yeah. we played. I was seeing it, feeling it, hearing. I mean, not not to the point of like schizophrenia. You know, right. I that, knew reality you were, from you were Tom Hanks in Dark <laughs> yeah. or in uh, in Mazes and Monsters. Oh, Mazes, yeah, that that. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god! If you want to see a true piece of bat, like eighty schlock. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. I saw it when it aired. <laughs> it, there was this, there was a story about that. yeah the kid yeah. who like disappeared into the steam tunnels. Yeah, yeah. and they basically moved in. it didn't happen. The kid just ran away. Like the kid just freaked out from from the pressure of school. Uh, but they landed on Dungeons and Dragons and. Uh, yeah, with, with Tom Hanks, and he's on the he's he's at the he's on yeah. top of the twin towers yeah. at the end of the movie, and he's about to jump off the twin towers. Yeah. Uh, never forget, I guess. Uh, but it's, like it was like it was like the Dungeons and Dragons world's reefer madness that yeah, movie. absolutely it was during this. It was, it was part of the satanic panic too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, like, but it's 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 yeah, like you said, it's you're doing the choose your own adventure. It's that collaborative storytelling mm-hmm. thing that's really fun. Like I started in comedy doing improv, and uh, I mean I did D and D before that, but it was one of those things that kind of bridge that too where it's like oh yeah that's it's the same kind of thing where you're like right. you uh, some people go more or less into it they get into their character they they really embody that i'm not one of those people like i can switch it off pretty fast uh-huh. like i'm not uh, i don't i don't daniel day lewis it um, right <laughs> it's not method <laughs> yeah i'm not method acting but yeah it's like you get to tell a story together mm. uh and see where it goes and, it's, and i'm you know, like i'm a dungeon master too so I write the stories sometimes, mm-hmm. or I run right. boxed adventures or whatever, but you could see where it goes in ways that you couldn't possibly have imagined right. when you when you set it down. And that's that's why, you know, like the best stories are ones that have a lot of flexibility, right. let the players do things. Like, you know, we just, like, we just had a game <laughs> a couple weeks ago, <laughs> a and it was fuck. with with Chris and a couple of the other, some of the other comics from the drop, and it was, uh, it all turned out, but it was one of those things where it was like, I never would have imagined you would have done the, this the way you did it. They succeeded, but they did it against all odds in the, right. in the weirdest possible way. So uh, you have to be flexible, and, and it's fun to do that with yeah. each other. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just reconnecting with it as an adult. I, I played through, even in college a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I started in junior high, yeah. high school, and in, co- in college it got fun because then you were drinking and hanging out mm-hmm. with your buddies. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, then you'd... You know, we had special tables. You roll up how big your dick is when you created a character. Uh-huh. See, you know, the important <laughs> things to you when you're in college. Um, but yeah, then I kind of phased out of it for a while. I, I, I think maybe into my early 20s I played, and then mm-hmm. I haven't forever until we just reconnected. All it's amazing how many of the comics were Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons mm-hmm. people, and so we we just started a game up recently. Yeah. Well, yeah, nerds with social disorders. <laughs> Go figure with yeah, comics. That, yeah, that makes a little sense. Yeah. So two things. Uh, Stranger Things, the character I identify most uh, with in Stranger Things is Eleven. Because uh, oh, you're confused by everything. <laughs> and you can, kill th- you can kill people with your mind. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, uh, your podcast got me through Louisville uh, traffic. Oh, well, you're welcome. I've been there before. And your voice is soothing, and I was just like, oh, this isn't so bad. It, it, oh, it, see, I've, I've had my voice described by, by Benny, Benny Kitty Steez Duncan's, or Duncan as uh, uh, Muppet like. So, oh, Benny well, does. Oh, see, I, <laughs> I've never I, said this like to you, Muppets, but uh, so, yeah. Yeah. do you remember Shaun on Awe when they had the TV show? You, you, your okay. voice reminds me a little bit of Bowser. Yeah, that's yeah. funny because I just made a Bow- I did that roast of uh, Mario. Oh yeah, and Bowser, you know, is the is the King Koopa is King Bowser, and I said he was just off his Sean and I reunion tour. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wow, it's like Bowser's just coming up. Yeah, yeah no, I absolutely know who Sean and I is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, they played Woodstock. 
Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so weird, right? Sean and I, and then like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys because I started trying to do stand up because I just wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone and, and just do it. What got you guys into it? <laughs> this, I'll, let, uh, I'll let Jim go. Mine's not a very funny story. Hole inside my soul? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I mean, it, it, I always loved it. Mm-hmm. And um, ever since I was a kid, like, I watched all, when I was a kid, watching stuff I shouldn't have. Yeah. I watched all the Mel Brooks movies when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, I knew so like I knew lines from Blazing Saddles when I was, like, seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is too young for Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially uh, not understanding the racial humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, and then I watched like Carol's Comedy Hour and uh, Evening of the Empire. Anything with a brick wall yeah, behind so it. Uh, and a brick wall and a name. I, yeah. w- I would watch that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a... Uh, and I was formed because that, the, the, there was that boom in the late... in the 80s and 90s of comedy. And that's when I was growing up. Mm. So there was a ton of it. And there was a lot of it was terrible because that boom, you know, brought out a lot of really right. hacky, terrible yeah. comics yeah. because you could, they were just comedy clubs everywhere and they just needed to fill, fill space. But mm. um, yeah, so that's how I got it. And then I uh, spent years doing all the safe things that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, go to college, get a real job, you know, do all those other things. Right. And then I had a crisis at about 30. I was like, I haven't done anything that I actually wanted to do. Right. <laughs> so I uh, enrolled in Second City. Um, mm. I did I did stand or improv for a few years. Okay. And then I started doing stand up, and that's I've been doing that. So I'm, I'll be 34. This I started on my 30. I started the day after my day bef- the week before my 31st birthday mm. was when I first started doing improv. So right. it'll be three years yeah. Uh, yeah. this month, uh-huh. and then uh, so yeah, that was that like. I've always liked making people laugh. I was mm. like telling stories at parties and stuff like that. I'm like, and it's always something I wanted to do. So, yeah. and then I did it and I just, uh, despite all the horrible things that it does to you, I got hooked. <laughs> yeah. I think Lewis Black was the one that kind of oh, pushed me uh, over the edge. Oh, he was, I saw him yeah. at Ball State. He did two and a half hours. Yeah, they, oh, I bet. Yeah. And at the end, when he, he dropped the angry act and just talked. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, oh, this is the shit. Like, this yeah. is, I feel like you're hanging out with Lewis Black. And I had great, yeah. great seats too. So, yeah. like, Feel like we're hanging out with Lewis. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was similar as a as a kid. I grew up. I just couldn't catch enough stand up. Just anything mm-hmm. on TV, mm-hmm. like you said, evening at the improv, all that. Um, but to me, at the time, it just seemed like just something that other people did. You know, it's not like right. young kids exactly. in Indiana something don't do that. It just yeah. didn't even seem like a possibility. Like yeah. it never even entered my head. And I think in college, a few people told me I should do stand up, but I was like, I had trouble even do, giving speeches. Like I didn't like uh-huh. getting up in front of people. And then somewhere in adulthood. I, uh, well, I, it, it was kind of a mix. I was listening to Mark Marin back when he was on Air America Radio. Okay, yeah. And, and he went on some kind of, he, he's actually been pretty influential in my life in a number of ways. Yeah. But one way, he, uh, he went on a rant on Air America about how, you know, quit complaining about politics, get out there, run for dog catcher, or whatever. Yeah. And so I actually ran for the Indiana State House of Representatives in 2006. Oh, cool. And somehow, by that point in my life, I was a lot older. Mm-hmm. didn't give a crap anymore yeah. and so I didn't have the phobia of speaking in front of like I was comfortable yeah. and I gave some speeches you know going to yeah. rotary clubs and stuff and it felt a lot comfortable and I actually kind of enjoyed it a little bit getting up and talking to people so mm-hmm. and then Marin did his started WTF and I was I was with him from episode one like oh, yeah. I followed him from Air America yeah. and then 
you know, he was kind of floundering trying to figure out what to do. And I, so I was a subscriber from the very first episode yeah. of WTF. And he starts talking about behind the scenes of comedy. And there was the first time in my life, and I was in my 40s, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, that you can do that. That's yeah. you, know, you don't have to be born into a special cast of, yeah. of human beings to do These it. These guys are total fuck-ups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a total fuck-up. <laughs> well, and, and that was the thing. I had this, you know, because I don't get along with everybody. I mean, I get along with people, but I don't really click with a lot of people. Right. I'm the same as you. Yeah, and, and when I started listening yeah. to Marin, and at first he was only interviewing other comics, and I was like, now these are the kinds of people I yeah. want to hang out with. And so I still thought about it. It was one of those things, you know, someday I'm going to do that. And yeah. then this is where it gets very not funny, but a very close friend of mine died, uh-huh. was killed, just was crossing the street, and a car went around the corner and hit wow. him. And he was, like, in a coma for, like, two weeks, and mm. they finally ended up having to just pull the plug. Right. And uh, something about that made me realize... You, I gotta stop waiting for someday. Right. <laughs> and right. so, like, the very next week, I started. Like, I remember there'd been a funny bone in South Bend, and I Googled right. it, and of course, it had closed. Yeah. So, so then it took a few more oh, weeks. Same sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then I found, like, it was called Laugh Comedy Club briefly. Mm-hmm. Started off over there. Didn't quite fit in quite with everyone there, but then yeah. when the drop opened up, it just, like, it was home. Yeah. Yeah. I, my story is very similar to yours because I'm a, I'm an extreme introvert. And yeah. The first thing I did, and listening to Mark Marin kind of got me inspired into doing a podcast, and so I started doing that, and it just opened me up to stuff, and I've always been, I, I've always had a weird sense of humor, and I've <laughs> always wanted to do the comic thing. I was class clown in school and stuff like that, and I've, I've always wanted to do it. I've always respected them. I would pay to go see comics and, and, and all that, and finally, it, it's just... This year, I finally said, "Well, I'm just going to do it." Yeah, and and it's it, it was re- it was really cool because the first time I did it, I think was at Chicory, and that's where I met. Oh yeah, 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 I was there that night. Jim and Jason were there, and uh, Mark, Mark Stuck. W- yeah. Oh yeah. Was at the table, and you know, I got his name Mark Stuck because his dad's Dick Stuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of Such course. a cheesy joke, but I'm yeah, stealing yeah. his bits. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> He'll be here someday. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's heard his his dick. No, I know. He, he he can answer to that. But I, you know, I sat sat there and everybody was nice to me. And then when I went to the drop and did a couple of them, everybody everybody was nice. And the fun, the one thing Marin always talked about, and Jim Norton's another one I was. Oh yeah. Is how mean comics are. Oh know? yeah, yeah. I think and we're lucky here. Yeah, it's not it's not really the case here. No, right? it's everybody's not. It's pretty welcoming. I know uh, a, a lot of folks look at a. 52-year-old guy doing his first uh, stand-up and think, you know, what's wrong with you? you know, <laughs> what's missing in your life? <laughs> it turns out it was stand-up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like 45, I think, when I started. So. Yeah. I, I do. 43, maybe. I, I've done mics all over the, the region. Mm. Some of them are nice. Some of the people there are nice. Mm. The people, a lot of people in Kalamazoo are very nice. Yeah, Kalamazoo's um, been good. Fort Wayne, I've Fort been Wayne's pretty, pretty lucky. Fort Wayne's yeah. pretty good. But... I don't think the people here, and I say this, I say this all the time. I will tell anyone about it that the people who are working out at the drop do not rec- recognize how special it is. Right. Because uh, if you go do an open mic in Chicago, they don't give a fuck about you. Right. And that's and that's fine. By, by all rights, they shouldn't. Right. But yeah. Like um, the guys who run the the drop before, and I, you know, I think Jason Staples has been very good about carrying it on, and 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 the other guys too. But Jason mm-hmm. kind of spearheads that of being like, right. we're going to be nice to you. Um, we're going to give you that chance to figure out what you're doing. Right. We're not going to, you know, they won't necessarily, uh, they send Corey Karelchi in to 
to tell people when because he likes he likes being a dick a little bit yeah uh, he likes being a dick uh you know when it's like no you're, you're really not doing it. but like you know it's not mm-hmm. like and that's not court you know that's nothing against Corey. like he, he no no he's, he's i like Corey. yeah, I, like Corey. yeah. I, did, I didn't i didn't like Corey when i first met him because he, he's never not being the character of Corey Corelci. Yeah, yeah. But then after a while, I'm like, all right, I get it. You yeah, know, like, yeah. it's fine. And then he, yeah. gets, he gets drunk, and then you see the real maudlin Corey come out. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, not shitting on him at all. Uh, yeah, yeah they, they've got done a good job of, like, uh, being welcoming to give people chances to do spots on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, and they really... Uh, they fostered a good environment, right. which does not have a, a very not healthy. None of us are healthy, yeah. but a, a much less toxic environment. Right, than the other right. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's I, I think we're so fortunate. I mean, it is such a such a community that yeah. we have here that I think. I, and from what I hear, again, yeah. I've you know this it's limited to my experience, but right. from my what I hear through people like Mark Marin and I hear people in other areas. Yeah, it's not. It's a lot of people don't have it that good. Right, yeah, we right. we have a nice tight knit community, yeah. and they. Treat you with respect and yeah. kindness and ish, ish. Well, yeah, no, I, like, we, we shit on each other. Honestly, you, you respect know. is when they start treating you like shit. Yeah, right. like exactly. that's when they like when they're treating you super uh, nice all the time. It's like they haven't they haven't met you. They don't know you yet. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The oh, default, you're, you're so sweet. You're trying. <laughs> well, no, it's not even that. It's like they just don't know you, so it's like they're not going to bust your balls. Right. You know? like they yeah. just kind of give you the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. Like whatever, but. When they really come at you, that's when. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes feel like I'm still. I, I still feel a little bit of an outsider because I, I still don't think Dirk Hanlon's drawn a dick in a picture. He hasn't, with drawn, me. He hasn't drawn a dick on me either. <laughs> yeah, I so, really... uh, I, I'm partly relieved, but partly yeah. I'm like, what's wrong? Why, why am I not part of the crew? <laughs> Someday your day will come. And there's I, a picture of me that is so begging for a dick to be drawn on it. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, it's, I didn't put it up there on purpose, but it looks like it just should have a dick in my hand, and, yeah. and he doesn't hasn't done it. So yeah. it's it's not that one, is it? It is actually. It's <laughs> I didn't notice that was up there. That's perfect. Yeah, you, you notice there was supposed to be like, four of us. Yeah, tonight. yeah. It looks yeah. like I'm hefting at just an enormous cock. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I w- one of my next things is I want to be in a really rough crowd. So I, I got uh, some gotta, places I can recommend. I got go uh, Kelly's and what, what, what's it called? Oh yeah, Kelly's. That's tonight. Yeah. 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 It should come out afterwards. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to I, Kelly's. <laughs> you want a rough crowd? No, it's fine. Actually, Kelly's has gotten better. There's actually people showing up now. Yeah. Oh, that's um, good. You, you never did the one in Bremen, did you? There used to be a... No, that was before my time. Zach, Zach put on <laughs> one, a, a Bremen Cafe or whatever, and oh, oh man, yeah. that was a rough... I had so much fun at that one, though, because, yeah. like, the, you know, it was the regulars. They weren't there right. for comedy. They were just there to get drunk. Right, and it was right. kind of a rough bar. I mean, yeah. in Bremen, it's yeah. like the sort of rough bar. Right. Yeah. And so, man, they would talk over you and just... They would. They didn't give a shit that you were over there trying to do comedy, uh-huh. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Just the little tight knit group of comics. Yeah, just having want, a blast. I, I want to be exposed to that because my fight or flight mechanism always goes to fight. And oh and wow, I will definitely play on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just at a certain point, like when we did the we there was one we all you were there right at the 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 one up uh, on the ninth of the filling station. Oh, I don't, no, I didn't go to that I didn't one. Go to the I wasn't okay. that one. So there was one, and it's nothing to get, nothing against the, the actual people who own the filling station. It was lovely. They were super nice to us. Mm-hmm. The place is really cool, but the crowd was just not having it, and they were yeah. heckling the entire time. Uh-huh. And uh, it was it was funny. I was watching uh, Andrew Carey, who who's another local comic. He does a lot of songs and stuff with a guitar. Mm-hmm. He's very funny, and he's he's still relatively new, but he was like. Brand new, like yeah, like, yeah. Two, uh, like two open mics in. Okay, when, when that came when that came up, and he came out there, 
And uh, oh, that'd be brutal. Oh my god! Actually, it wasn't so bad by the time he got up, but he was he was freaking out. Yeah, and I and I started to freak out. I'm like, and then I reached a point of zen, yeah. just embracing. Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, like you know, it's like you know you're gonna die, so you might as well just uh, just walk into the walk into yeah. the hail of bullets. And then they were they did nothing. Yeah, and, you know, I had picked out things to say to all those all those uh, guys, and nobody said anything. I'm like. <laughs> Well, I remember I had one. This was actually at the drop one night. I was doing a guest spot on a weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was with two great comics out of Chicago. Uh, The feature was Kristen Toomey. Mm -hmm. And the headliner was Natalie Joes. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Natalie was on Last Comic Standing last year, I think, maybe. I mean, they are top-notch comedians. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember Jake Wells was hosting. And there was some kind of birthday party or something (laughs) going on over at the... Over at the Dewdrop the, uh-huh. before the show started, and so they someone talked them all into coming to the con. So these weren't uh-huh. comedy fans; they didn't know how to behave in a comedy club. Right. There was this one biker dude in particular that was just loud and obnoxious mm-hmm. and a little bit, you know, a little bit belligerent. Uh-huh. And I remember Jake Wells was hosting, you know, and the host is supposed to do, you know, seven, seven to ten minutes, whatever. Five, seven. Yeah, get get up, make the house cleaning. Mm -hmm. Jake was one joke in, and the the obnoxious biker dude was just so obnoxious, and Jake just bailed and just threw me to the wolves. He's like, well, let me bring up your next comic. (laughs) I was like, oh, you're sitting sitting there still writing your notebook. Uh What? I was like, oh, damn you. (laughs) I had at least four more minutes of time. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then he puts, and, and luckily, and again, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a fighter. I'm not like. A, I'm not quick to to insult the crowd. Uh-huh. I, I, that's just not me. And so, yeah. but somehow it worked. Like I got up there and actually they were sort of paying attention. He he made a few loud comments, but uh-huh. I just I plowed through uh-huh. it and got the people back on board. You know, but it's just a guest spot, so I did like seven minutes and yeah. then. Then Kristen gets up, <laughs> and she was great, but he was just mouthing off. And she, I mean, she's not she's not very big. She's mm-hmm. maybe five one, maybe five two. She's not a very tall, you know, just mm-hmm. this uh, young woman, not yeah. not particularly physically intimidating. Uh-huh. She's ready to go toe to toe with him. She's yeah. like mm-hmm. she's like going mouth. She's mouthing <laughs> off to him, and like I thought they were gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I'm for Natalie to show up, and she will just break a beer bottle and castrate the guy. <laughs> yeah. and, like, yeah, yeah, he, not, she won't. She will not take shit from anybody. Well, he got thrown out before uh, yeah. before uh, Natalie went up, but uh, <laughs> but Kristen, I thought I thought I was like, he's gonna hit her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, any uh, plugs that you guys want to get out for stuff that you're working on? I know you've been working hard on the nest. And yeah, the we're, yeah, we're trying to get yeah. new. We're, we're actually we paused on it because we this month would just wasn't gonna work out, and then next month is. Thanksgiving and then yeah. Christmas, like they all fall. So we're trying to figure okay. out how to schedule it, but we're trying to get some, uh, we're trying to get some, some big names in there mm-hmm. and, and we got, we got some, I got some feelers out, but so far we're yeah. still working on it, but you know, we get, we get people down from Chicago every, every month to, um, to do that. Or we do, you know, we've done a couple showcase shows. Chris mm-hmm. has done it. Yeah, I've done it. Um, and you had Natalie too, yeah, speaking of Natalie, Natalie Joe's uh, and you had a, uh, Felonious Monk. Who, yeah, oh, he's amazing. I will never be able to afford him again. Yeah, uh, but sure. I got him just the right time where yeah. I can still get him for a reasonable price. But. but, but yeah, they've had some great, they've had some great shows over there, and mm-hmm. I wish I could get over there more often. But yeah, uh, and then uh, the podcast, two guys are going to Goblin. Um, I'm working on something new, but you can find that every it, all of my stuff is on everyone's got a thing dot com. Okay, um, and that'll be the it, the new stuff will be announced there soon, so you can check okay. it out or my Twitter, Jim Cliss. Okay. Yeah, I, I I mean I do comedy at the the Drop Comedy Club. I just did I just did a show at Union Mills at the Legion Hall. All right. Um but I, I don't have anything particularly booked out right now. Mm. Um 
I don't know if you know what NaNoWriMo is, but I'm I'm yeah. I'm considering giving that a shot again this year. We'll see. It's it's coming up fast, and I don't. Oh, so you should have been planning for that. For no, I, I've been working on oh, it okay. all month, trying uh-huh. to. But I just don't. It took me a while to come up with an idea, and so uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to try to piece an outline together this weekend. We and should then, talk because I've got an idea too. Do you? Yeah. yeah. So maybe I should get out, get on that with you, and we can. Yeah, it'd be fun because I tried it one other time, and I got so far behind. I, I did it for about two weeks, and I was just falling too far behind. Yeah. I just how threw much, it in the towel. How much are you supposed to write? You, you really? I think you need to shoot for about two thousand words a day. Okay. Yeah, really you're writing good. a novella, basically. It doesn't it's not yeah. a full novel. Yeah, I mean, like that's what the target is. If you yeah. go over it, then yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try to give it a whirl. Like I said, I'm a little nervous because my mm-hmm. idea is still not fully formed, but right. but we'll see if I can do it because uh, I I really would. I always wanted to be a writer. That's yeah. I, I minored in creative writing in college, mm-hmm. and, and so we'll see. It, it could be interesting. Right, right. Um, my. My high school English teacher told me that's that's what I should do because yeah. my short stories and my poetry and stuff like that. And yeah. Now I've I've got an idea in my head and I I want to I want to pursue it. But yeah, no, do it. It's yeah. But then you got the podcast. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find the time as an yeah. adult. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 difficult. Well, I re- really appreciate you guys coming. Seeing yeah. seeing the studio and you came all the way from Laporte and you came all the way from Goshen and <laughs> and uh I appreciate appreciate you guys and I'm sure I'm gonna keep keep this up and keep uh coming up with uh cool things to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe cooler than tonight. Cooler than Trump? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by, by by the next time we do this, the election will be over and we can uh lament whatever we ended up with. Uh, and, our our yeah. plan our escape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been yeah, let's face it, we're we're white guys, we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate appreciate you guys coming out, and I'm sure you'll be on another panel. And uh, and we we're, we're missing two from the panel we were going to have this time, and uh, those those two will be invited to the next one, and we'll get this going again. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, I'm happy to do it anytime. Yeah, it was a good talk. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. Thank, you. Thank you. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.